a Shishkin Productions podcast. I have to have some natural light. We need sunlight to survive, you know. Yeah, yeah it's true. Kind of the way humans evolved. So when you don't, <laughs> when you don't get to see the sun at Chris, all, you sound awfully hard. Like you're trying to really like let everyone know that you are a human. <laughs> uh, I'm not a robot, by the way. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Sizzlers? Welcome to another episode hey. of the Sizzle Reel. That's it. That's the one. Hey, this is the one. I, was, I forgot what podcast I was on. No, this is the Sizzle Reel. We're sizzling at you live from the uh, Crypto.com podcast arena. Yeah, Soon yeah. To be known as the FTX podcast. I think arena. so. I think the FTX is they're they're pulling out of the uh, the arena in Miami yeah. and they're reinvesting in, in in us in Sizzle Reel. Yeah, the Mount Gox Arena. Um, <laughs> Chris, look. I'm not. I'm just gonna tell you right now. This is a really big day. Yeah, it this is. is a real history for all the numerology freaks out there. Oh, this is episode one one one. I didn't realize that and we're recording it on November 11th. Wow, so it's one 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 one. Wow, and what is eleven plus eleven? It's twenty two. <laughs> wow, Kyrie. Eleven eleven twenty two. Kyrie is shaking in his boots somewhere. Oh my god, no. I'm sure that means some shit to him. I yeah, don't know. I'm sure he's. Uh, in spreading num- number one numerology uh, savant connoisseur. Yeah, I thought you were going to say connoisseur. Connoisseur. Rex. Uh, Chris, what's up, man? You want to get into the social shit before we start, or are you gonna? You got something to say? Oh no, it's just been it's been a week. Nothing crazy. Just uh, you know, we just had a wild October, I would say, and a bunch of projects kind of just wrapped up all at once. And we still got some stuff going on, but it's been a little bit slower this week. So it's, yeah. it's kind of nice. Yeah, kinda I guess nice. October was kind of busy. Yeah, we had, I mean, there were a few days where all six computers in here were, were occupado. That's a good point. That's a yep. good point. Hopefully the money comes in by Thanksgiving, but <laughs> yeah, we'll I see. I doubt it. Probably by Christmas. Yeah, I was talking to Amy about like outstanding, uh, uh, invoices shit. and I was like holy crap we got to get paid yeah uh, anyway wait how much is it you can say it and I'm just gonna bleep it oh okay um I, th- I actually want to know because I don't know this number I, I think it was like a hundred million dollars I yeah, thought it was but, gonna be more Fuck. Uh, I thought it was gonna be like 300 million oh maybe it was maybe it was more I mean like I don't know it, I, no I just remember it being a number that I was like oh damn that's like a lot. Yeah, that's a decent amount. Yeah. Um. Anyway, well, you know, there it is. We are at Sizzle Real Gang. <laughs> on, that's right. On Twitter Gosh, and Instagram. I don't know how much longer we're going to be on Twitter. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, we got a lot coming up about Twitter. Hell yeah, we got a lot coming up about Twitter. Um, we also we're Shishkin Productions on Instagram and TikTok. There's some stuff there sometimes. Yep. We have sizzlerealgang at gmail.com. We're not leaving Gmail anytime soon. Hell no. We gotta, we're got we paying a lot of money for that account. I feel like every time we say something, by the time we publish the episode, some shit has gone wrong. I know, I know. Like last week we made an Aaron Carter joke and then he died four days later. Oh no. Yeah, but the, the timing of the episode made it seem, <laughs> it seemed like, like we knew. Yeah. yeah. No, I had no idea. But no, none, none of that. It wasn't even a joke. It was actually a shout out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he, he beat Shaq. Yeah, That's so shout fucking out, wild. Shout out Gmail. Um, and of course we have the sizzle real cold line. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, just took a sip of water. <laughs> that is three, three, two, three, 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 43, 61. Give call us a call. In. Call in, do it. Yeah. No you one's won't. been calling lately. 
Uh, Nancy, you're a real one. I saw you. Shout out, Nancy. You, you, uh, you reviewed, I think, was it Rounds of Sound? Uh, no, Feminine Features. Feminine Features. Unless that was a different Nancy. I mean, it could have been a different Nancy. No one fucking knows, honestly. Uh, Nancy, Nancy's like a, I know you're out only there. fan. <laughs> Whoa, only fan. No, hmm, no, no, definitely no, not. Not, not like that. Not like that. <laughs> not what's happening. Nancy is one of our few fans. You can also find us on OnlyFans at Real Gang. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. Oh, I'm man. not even going to make any jokes. Uh, yeah, no. Um, but, you know, you might be able to find us on YouTube one of these days. Oh, that's very true. We yeah, uh, Send your complaints to Flora if it's not up yet. Flora is supposed to be starting the YouTube channel soon. We, we spent our Monday this week, uh, Alexi and I and intern Flora, went to lunch yes. to brainstorm uh, ideas for a potential. Don't make it seem like our entire Monday was that. Just going, we did a lot of other I work. mean, my entire Monday uh, was mostly that. And then I did some editing at the end of the day. Yeah. But like, no, it's important. YouTube's it is important. important. You know, we're, we're Wait, I didn't mean to, to cut you off. We spent our part, lunch doing one. Uh, we were just talking about this potential YouTube idea that we've had about expanding the sizzle reel uh, onto YouTube and kind of not even sizzle reel. It's kind of shishkin production in general, um, kind of moving over some of the TikTok edit tips we did and not repurposing them, but yeah. actually re probably oh, redoing, redoing them. them. Yeah, completely. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, kind of going more of a, a long, longer form tutorial. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, definitely just n no cap on them. Yes. So, yeah. So I'm, like, no, like we don't have to cap it at 55 seconds. Exactly. So just make it however long it needs. They'll to go. still be fairly short, like probably between one and five minutes on average. Uh, this is actually a good uh, call to action to, to the listeners to call in because yeah, or call in, write in, what are your thoughts on what we should put on there? Uh, we were, this is what we were talking about at lunch. It's like, what would go on there? Mm -hmm. And we landed on like, like you said, those tips. And then another thing was like, all right, well, we already do sizzle reel every week. So we might as well like find a topic that works mm -hmm. during the record and be like, oh, okay, we can do 10 minutes of this. Exactly. And then just film that film 10 minutes. Sure. And that's one video, 10 to 15 minutes, however long. Like goes, a little fuck. breakout session. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, you can see our beautiful faces. Yeah. Covered up mostly by mics, yep. hopefully. <laughs> And hats and 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 and, and uh, sun, sunglasses, and, headphones. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be wearing. Put a, up a hood. I'm gonna wear a ski mask. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's gonna be nuts. Um, I I uh, and then we were thinking like making another like maybe three videos a week, and then yeah. for the other one, we had a lot of concepts, and we I think we landed on like yeah. it doesn't matter what we post. I'll just post something, make it maybe, flexible, right? Like, yeah, you know, like a revolving topic. We kind of have a pool of you know yeah. what we might hit each week, and we'll just rotate through that. We, I mean, we only got like you know, 20 listeners. So I might as well spill the beans to you guys. Sure. Sure. Here's what we were thinking about. Okay. One that I like a lot that I think is a little, it's clever. It's going to take probably a lot of work and it would be spearheaded by Chris. I think. Oh God. Plug in unboxing. Oh yeah, sure. Plug in unboxing could be pretty fun. We've already got about a dozen, uh, plugins, uh, just that we already use, I use and have yeah. that we can start out with. And then, you know, if it gets a little bit of traction, maybe, maybe it's in the budget to try some new things out. It gives yeah. an ex us an excuse to, to learn some new plugins or hey, maybe if it gets enough traction, maybe we can get, yeah, get like know, a partnership. Some, exactly. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. And then the concept of that is like, you know, like literally when you do an unboxing, it's the first time you take that thing out of the box, first time you use it, whatever. Sure. So for us, plug in unboxing, it would be, I would almost say, 
there would be like a screen record of you actually like downloading the plugin, installing it, like going through all the steps, even as nerdy and lame as that sounds. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of an interesting idea. Cause it's yeah, like, I agree. Hey, look, this is me almost nearly in real time learning how to use this thing, mm-hmm. you know, and to see what the learning curve is like and what your first impressions are. I think, huh, I think it could be good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we've got a couple other ideas as well, such as like, you know, how we would re-edit oh, something yeah, that's, you know, maybe fairly well known or maybe, you know, this is something we talked about a couple of years back as an internal like exercise mm-hmm. is to all start with the same like batch footage. of stock footage or something like that and kind of have like a, a prompt, a contest or something to yeah. see who can be the most creative with their edit. Um, I mean, I think that'd be kind of tight to like, you know, everyone gets, like you said, the same batch of stock footage and maybe I guess they couldn't have the same music. Uh, the music's up to them to go I think find. music and sound effects that I think that's separate yeah. graphics. You can make your own. Yeah. You just have to start with the same footage and the same prompt. I think yes, like, yes. it's like, Hey, in this case you need to make a tr- movie trailer as if this is going to be a documentary about blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Or like, Hey, make this as if it's a ad that's going to run on Instagram to try to get someone to buy a watch or whatever. Yeah, know. exactly. And and like we, we could even, you know, kind of change it up a little bit. Like maybe we start with the same, we have to use these five clips throughout it, but we're also able to source other clips if we want. Like there, yeah. there's a lot of variations that we could do. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, I think those we'll two are, there. those two are good ones. And you know, we had some really basic ones, like a top five, a mailbag, just like the real basic shit. Sure. But one other one that I liked everyone that we had was the, yeah, everyone loves a listicle, dude. There's a listicle outbreak. Oh no. I heard so about it's that. The, it's in the ham. You know what I actually read? It was in the Mortadella. That's why I was like, fucking hell. I literally Ooh. just had Mortadella. But Flora likes Mortadella and Flora's been sick. I, I'm not, I hope it's not the, I hope she didn't get the uh, listicle. The listomania. Um, uh, there's AI focus thing that I was like, because I, mm. I, I don't know. I think AI is really interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, even just before we started this uh, record, you showed me kind of a, an AI oh, thing. Don't, don't give it away. Might I'm not. I'm just coming up later. Yeah. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I figured that would be cool, you know, because AI is always progressing in video and it'd be kind of nice to highlight some things and try them out. So yeah, yeah. I got to understand it before it takes over our jobs. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Uh, it probably will. Um, Chris, what do you uh, what do you what have you been up to this week? Uh, so I am back. I, I just basically this week I wrapped up Pizza Wars, I think. As far as I know, we're done on that for this season. I did two episodes. Uh, This one was actually a really smooth process. I had a good time working on it and got the whole thing done. They had like 10 10 to 12 days allotted for us. And I think I hit picture lock on day five, which was awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. um, Because, you know, I've edited episodes and I understand the show. And the main thing is that we still get paid for the whole thing. Yeah, of course. And well, and it did, even though we finished early, the way things shook out, I did spend some time yesterday and today still working on it, setting it up and stuff. Yeah. And uh, there was like an extra line of VO that needed to be dropped in, uh, you know, just setting up for. Uh, for color and sound and just gathering links for because you know everyone else on the team is basically remote the colorist is remote sound guys remote uh, and once it goes to conform it's going to the uh, an assistant editor who's right. remote so they I had to you know just set up links to download stuff from our server make sure yeah. everything's working right 
and uh we gotta you know, get that good. assistant editor to come work out of here sometime yeah i mean he's f- from the projects that have been handed off to me from he's a, him he's they a were g. great he's yeah. a fucking g yeah really great um and that's doing that's actually how i was able because this this episode i started from scratch i did all the setup uh and i was very lucky that the previous episode came from him so i understood how they like to set it up and yeah. and where to look for things Big shout out to that assistant editor. Yeah. I'm not going to name him. I'm not going to dox him on this. No, no. Nancy might come for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's what's up, man. Yeah. I'm glad that you've back been. Back into uh, hockey, hockey top Oh, yeah, you're back, in, you're back into hockey land. Yeah, just for a little bit. Hopefully, it'll take us through the end of the year, and that'll be that. I feel like I, I was in soccer land all fucking day today. It was crazy. But this week, I don't even remember what I was doing this week. I just like, I, t- I took one day off. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you gotta, yeah, I think, um, it's about to get really, really, really busy starting late next week with Intel. Oh yeah, Yeah, that's right. Intel always ramps up this time of year for some reason. I think it's because they want to cram a bunch of stuff in right at the end before the the Christmas break. So like they queue it up. So no one's working over that, but I'm going to be, uh, yeah, I'm going to be gonna be in it yep. in it to win it and it's crunch time for tree fort talk i really got oh fucking yeah get, get cranking on that <laughs> we were saying december um, it's gonna happen yeah and we'll have um, by december you also you had a a, a food reel to edit this week kind of like a that's right oh yeah okay well that's interesting i can yeah i can talk about that so um we have a potential partner who we might be working with hopefully he's very cool i like him um but we need to kind of come up with a reel that shows our food capabilities. Yes. And he specifically requested something that was like not so flashy and not so quick. Um, so it wasn't so sizzly, but something that like kind of was a bit easier to follow. He said, you know, something that I can sell because some of the clients that he has are a little bit older and he's like, yes. and he doesn't want it to skew too young. He just wants it to kind of like be paced slower. Right. Yeah. So, I, I went and I, I cut what I thought was paced slower. Uh, I thought it was so more like easy to comprehend. And then he was like, hey, this is great. It's just still too fast. And I was like, fuck. Yes. So, so I think the kind of jobs that we would be looking to get uh, out of that partnership would be more like step by step. Uh, almost recipe videos. Exactly. Kind of slower pace, not not like that TikTok breakneck. Like I'm yeah. going to show you how to create a five course meal in 60 seconds, right. but more. I'm going to show you how to create a one course meal in eight minutes. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Maybe not eight, but like three. Yeah, but something that you could reasonably actually keep along with uh, if you were to be cooking that meal. Yeah, um, true. And not having to pause and rewind constantly. Yeah, I mean, so it, I guess the bright side is that it, it should be. It's easier to slow something down and so sometimes this in this particular case it's going to be much easier because mm-hmm. i'm more i'm working with pieces that are already completed so i'm basically just gonna i don't know show them yeah i, I mean know, that so. that's all you can do is give everything a little bit more screen time and yeah. maybe change the music to pace it down or get rid of the music completely yeah i think i'm probably just gonna probably get rid of most of the music and just let the actual music from the actual piece mm-hmm. take over i don't really know whatever we'll it's, it it's tough to find that balance though between something that's like quick and sizzly and it shows you all our capabilities in a minute versus mm-hmm. just showing off the full you know the full cuts of what we've done because so, some of the cuts are literally only a minute long yeah yeah actually now that i'm thinking about it the things that he requested i think like of the six things he wanted in there i think four of them are 
like 45 seconds or less yeah or yeah. sub one minute one of them i think is two minutes and then the other one's like 18 so that one yeah but whatever um you know it's it, it'll it'll get there i hope you know hope it'll be cool potential yeah. for a good partnership yeah so I, I think it'll be good um all right, let's uh, let's knock out these little news topics real quick. So sure. there's been a bunch of layoffs. I'm sure you've been hearing all about it. It's been happening for a few months now. Yeah, and, every, uh, everyone's been anticipating this uh, downturn. Yeah, for for months now. It's yeah. weird. It, it it almost becomes like a self fulfilling prophecy in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, I don't understand economics like that, but. When you start laying people off six months in advance of, you know, you're anticipating a, a poor, right. poor market, yeah. poor returns coming yeah. up. Well, you fire everyone and all of a sudden people don't have jobs, so they're not spending money. Yep. And voila, there's a recession right yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I, it's the thing is, it feels like now is it's hitting tech and media. I don't think it was necessarily hitting those sectors like... Uh, well, a, it's, a it's weird ago, because but it, it feels like it's just been flowing, flowing layoffs, like big company after big company through the year. Yeah. And of course, I mean, we're still feeling the effects of the pandemic. Like everyone got back to work a year and a half ago and there was, you know, massive hirings and a great job market, more competitive than it's been in years. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is the downside of that is like, well, they probably overhired. They anticipated a little bit too much. And now they're they're cutting back again. I mean, it's just the yeah, fucking met, cyclical capitalism. Meta, meta laid off a ton of people. I um, yeah, wasn't it like 11,000 employees, some big giant number. I I, uh, I texted a friend who I know who works there and he's he's chilling. He's good, that's good. So. That's good. Um, and you know, I have I click I put this uh, link in the rundown, but sure. Dis- Disney, I guess this was reported today on November 11th that Disney are going to begin doing layoffs and doing a hiring freeze and all this shit as well. So, you know, it's it, it's uh, a big tech and and big media are starting to feel the the pain of this. Well, but uh, obviously, what are you gonna say? I mean it. <sighs> I'm I'm just so pessimistic, like so so cynical about it. Really, mm. is like the you know Disney and Facebook, like Meta, like these billion dollar, trillion dollar companies, like they're just not squeezing enough dollar out of, out of yeah. the proletariat once again. Well, it's, I mean, you know, who knows? Some of them, like I don't necessarily know their finance finances, but some of them operate. Uh, technically at a lot I mean Facebook Facebook for sure has I mean they've lost like a trillion dollars in in their uh, valuation over the past year or two yeah so I mean I guess they just need to do it to uh, to stay afloat or to like at least have projected revenue instead of having projected losses I don't really know how it works but Twitter obviously if unless you've been living under a rock um Twitter has been, you know, going crazy. They laid off a bunch of people at the, at the point that this comes out. That's very old news. But it, I wanted to talk about the evolution of Twitter and what you think is going to happen with this shit. Because, sure. you know, f- like, okay, I mean, we were talking earlier, like, this week, right? And yeah. I, or at this point last week, whatever. But you and I were talking and I was like, I don't know. I just don't really see it going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the the week kind of went down. And things happen like day after day. And then I was like, hmm, okay, this seems like it might be yeah, a, a, a kind of more serious than I thought. Yeah. So, so your, your perspective was kind of like, you know, just random people, not, not like check marks, but just people on Twitter who are complaining about, you yeah. know, 
how it's going to go downhill. And you're like, nothing's happened yet. Like, it's fine. Like you just, you're just on here following like 10 people and yeah, exactly. community. I was just like, you know, in our little music community, like cool. You have like 850 followers and it, it felt like people were post like, uh, like posting uh fear posting fear mongering mm-hmm. posting for clout almost and it was just like bruh like uh, i know that i feel like i'm looking at the likes that your tweets get and mm-hmm. the shit you get like eight likes four likes 12 likes and then you tweet something about this that gets like 60 likes and sure like it feels like it's kind of performative it's like- performative and it gets you like thinking oh if i this this is getting me likes if i tweet this people are gonna like it yeah you know um so that's what I thought it was coming from. But yeah, I mean, I was on the other side of that. Crazy. Yeah, I was I was arguing uh, that it's it's going to go downhill. I did not anticipate it happening before the end of this week, you know, yeah, like yeah. I because because what I saw was just the way that Musk acts like his general. I will like say man child persona, his his politics, just the way he he operates and how, how he wants it to be like a beacon of free speech and bring people like Trump and Kanye back. And then the first thing he does is like, he starts muting speech that he doesn't like and banning accounts. And he, uh, I will say we're like, we're recording this on Friday. So knowing our luck, some crazy shit happened over the weekend. Yeah. And this is already going to be like old news, but I I think you're right. Like, yeah, he, he's very, um, it seems like the way he likes to run companies is very like, he's like, um, a gunslinger almost you know yeah. what i'm saying if it's old west he doesn't plan anything out he just like starts shooting and asking questions later so yeah. i i saw this quote i don't remember who it came from but basically it said elon musk the way he r- runs companies he do- he's not playing 3d chess or 4d chess or whatever he's playing whack-a-mole like he's yeah. he's dealing with each problem as it comes up and just like smacking it trying out right. a bunch of different shit you know right. like i mean the eight dollar uh blue whatever yeah, yeah, Twitter yeah. blue check mark verification it's already been rolled back it's it's been out for like three days and yeah. it's already being rolled well back. even that I mean even then like when he started it didn't he say it was gonna be twenty dollars yeah yeah then he he brought it down to eight then rolled it out then pulled it and like yeah I mean yeah like you said he he's it is whack-a-mole he, he's not planning things he's just acting which it, it, I I'm actually not mad at that as a leadership strategy if the team is agile enough, but I know Twitter was already bloated with like however many they have 8,000 employees or something. Well, like that. and now they have half that. Right. So they were already bloated with 8,000, but like you, you got to recognize the situation you're stepping into. You're stepping yeah. into a team of 8,000 people that are used to moving at a certain pace and really can't move at a faster pace because yeah. of how the, the structure was set up, but then you come in and you try to start, you know, willy nilly gunslinging. Of course, things are going to go wrong, especially with half the manpower and everyone being confused at what their role is at this point and exactly. how, how things will come down on them. If you to go back to what I said, if you have a, a small agile team and you have like 10 people on the team, then and you all know each other and everyone sure. knows you have an who everyone workflow. is, then potentially you can run the ship like like a gunslinger and just go for it and knock out problems and, yeah. and pivot real quick that's not the situation where you can do that unfortunately no no i mean like you ha- you haven't even 
the, the, the employees there haven't even had time to understand like your vision for the company. Like you've owned it for what a week, two weeks. The thing is that vision, I feel like changes every day. It really does. You know? And I mean like, and that's fine. That's not a bad thing that it changed because, because like visions will change off. Sure. It's about, you can't, but that's not leadership. The right. Way he's right. doing it. Your, your vision as a leader can change, but that can't be what's on paper like pushed to your team as the collective vision. Yeah. Like your vision can change. Like you can say, like even for me, like I know that this is a terrible example because like we're, we're like three people, but like it, it's like sometimes I'll be like, oh man, you know what would be sick is if we really just like leaned full on into post and like just got great contracts and we're just a post house straight up and just had like 20 computers and everyone was working on post shit. Yeah. And then the next week I'll be like, damn, but we could do more production stuff. That'd be kind of tight. Mm-hmm. And then the next week I'm like, man, maybe we should talk to this company and try to like actually write things for them. Sure. And then the next week I'm like, I kind of want to do podcasts. And that like, that's not a great thing to uh, mindset to have as a leader, but it's, well, you're, you're not, you're like, not I'm enacting not like, that change exactly. immediately. You're, I'm not ju- like, you're just thinking about it, right. and thinking things out, you right. know, and thinking and, them through. And then like, there's some weeks that I'm like, damn, I wish we could just shut this whole shit up. Yeah. And it, the, I'm not like, like you said, not acting on it, not just pivoting every Monday. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like, it seems like he, he unfortunately has such a, a platform that he's just willing to, he doesn't have people keeping him in check. Exactly. He's just kind of one. How do do you keep one of the richest men in the world in check? And then we're already seeing like real world ramifications of it where, you know, Eli Lilly's stock price plummeted because of a fake but verified Twitter account, you know, like it's amazing how much damage this Twitter thing has done in, in two weeks. Yeah. So, uh, so he had a meeting, this was November 10th. Mm -hmm. He had uh, his first meeting with Twitter employees where he took questions for like an hour and I I listened to it or I read it. Um, I listened to it, but I I read it and uh, it seems like he He's trying to do a couple things with it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that's most interesting, I think, for us from our perspective, uh, and that we'll talk about first, is his idea to try to really pivot to video with Twitter. Yeah, it, which if, actually would help us a lot. Would help us. I think if Twitter was to go away, that would be like it would be tough for us. Yeah, we just would be weird. We do so much Things stuff would change yeah. strictly for like for Twitter. And, you know, may, maybe it ends up on YouTube as well. But so much stuff yeah. we do just for tit for Twitter, um, Twitter. for Twitter, <laughs> Twitter. <Yeah. laughs> um, I was going to say, like, the pivot to video is, is cool, but he I don't know how feasible this is, because, again, like there's a lot of really, you know, easy questions. But so, for example, he says, Right now, content creators can't post the length of video that they want to post and they cannot monetize it, which means they cannot pay the bills. These are not like super complicated things. This is still a quote. They're pretty basic. We're not trying to put YouTube out of business, but I'm just saying, do we really need to give YouTube a whole bunch of free traffic? Maybe not. So at least give creators the option if they would like to put their videos on Twitter and earn the same amount as they would, or maybe slightly more on YouTube or TikTok or whatever the case may be. So I mean, that in theory is great. It's just another yeah. platform for videos to live on, which is great for us. He said he said in this case, uh, it makes sense to start spending some money and at least uh, matching 
to uh, and at least matching, I guess, the revenue that these creators will get. So he sure. wants to basically poach, not necessarily poach because they're still going to be allowed to have their YouTube channels, but he wants to hand pick YouTube creators who who he really likes or who are getting a lot of traction. Some of the biggest YouTube creators and and have them post stuff to Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. And he wants to pay them out more than their YouTube revenue would be to make it worth their while. But that's where I, I, I asked the question, what where's the money coming from? Like, because you guys are already bleeding money. Like, are you going to personally give like start the creator fund? Because if you're personally going to write the checks for the creator fund and start it for Twitter, then I could see that actually going pretty well. I mean, it could, it, it's weird, though, because like, yeah, money talks. But part, part of the issue with trying to emulate YouTube is YouTube ran at a loss for for years and years like they were able to exist because they made because Alphabet made money from other products right like I I, unless he's going to continue to use SpaceX and Tesla to prop up Twitter which I don't know if that's feasible long term like where is that money going to come from and like especially when right now you're dealing with a, a PR disaster and and people are jumping off of the platform left and right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know about you, but for me, the the good part about Twitter, the only reason it's useful is because there are, you know, those verified users, the, the right. you know, famous people, uh, journalists, you know, people who are important and whose voice matters. Well, once, once everyone has that same kind of voice and, and those people are getting drowned out, like the value isn't there the same way. And especially, yeah. you know, like, for, for me, I use it for sports a lot for, you know, sports transactions. And that just in this last week, there's been a bunch of fake sports, you know, it's, fake, fake accounts tweeting about sports transactions and it's already losing credibility. And once that happens, people like, you know, those journalists, those important, those, those users yeah. are the product of Twitter. And if they leave, then Twitter is not useful in the same way. I was going to say, it's like a, you know, signal to noise ratio type thing where Twitter already had not a great one where there was mm-hmm. so much noise on Twitter, yeah. but at least there was a signal that would cut through yeah. and that was based on, you know, verification badges sure. and stuff like that. Now it's just become more and more of like a, it's muddied the whole thing. So now you're like, shit, now I have to take more time out of my day to fact check every single thing I see to make yep. sure I know what's real, what's not. I don't know. It's, it is a whole mess, but I think that, you know, what he's trying to do and I don't I don't agree with it I mean I think maybe as a long-term plan it would work but it's just the way that you just you can't just get into a moving car with that has a bunch of stuff like uh like chained to the back of it a bunch Mm -hmm. of trailers that are hooked to the back of it and slam the brakes yeah everything's gonna crash into each other yeah that's what's happening right now because he also you, you can't build the plane while you're in the air yeah and like not only does he want to you know, kind of put a, put the put some eggs in the video basket, so to speak. But he also is looking to use Twitter as a almost like a payment platform, right? That's so wild. He me. said, which it makes sense. I mean, it's a fucking PayPal guy. Like, of course he wants that, and he brought some of his other PayPal dudes along to kind of help. You know, rebuild the company. It makes it makes sense. And, and I, I, I literally, I see the the thing is, I see where he's coming from yeah. because he wants to, and this has been. This has been the goal, I feel like, in Silicon Valley for people who are working mm-hmm. in the social media space 
everyone's goal for the last five, 10 years, whatever, is build the American WeChat. That's what they want to do. They want to build an app where you are in that app and you never fucking leave that app. And we're going to get to that a little bit later with some TikTok news, but they want you to never leave. So Instagram, when they rolled out shopping, right, it's like, hey, now you don't even have to leave to buy our creators stuff. You know, Uh, that's kind of what everyone's trying to do. And that's why payments are necessary to roll into things, you know, like Instagram shopping. You can just pay directly in there. Yeah. And I'll I'll tease it right now. The thing that's later on in in this segment is TikTok is today rolled out a shopping thing for some U.S. uh, accounts. You don't have to leave TikTok now to buy things either. And so that's what Elon's plan is with Twitter. But it's just tough because WeChat is successful in China because there are lots of restrictions on competition. Right. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not like a uber capitalist. I don't give a fuck about capitalism. I fuck that shit. But that is purely why something like this will never work, because as soon as someone as a user, I think, sees that like a a um, a service is offering so many different things. They start to get skeptical. At least I would. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do everything through Twitter. It's why it's why Facebook died so quickly. Sure. They I'm, introduced Facebook pay. Remember? Oh dude. No, barely. No, no one fucking uses it. Yeah. I mean, that's for me, I can understand the appeal of making, you know, having that kind of feature in Twitter. I just, I personally can't ever see myself signing up for it. And I don't, I can't see that many people really using it. Like there's so many ways to pay for things between Google and Apple pay between PayPal, cash app, Zelle, like Venmo. There's just so many different Bitcoin. Jesus, you know, like there's so many different ways for me to pay something that like, why I, I can't even think of anything I've ever seen on Twitter that I would want to buy on Twitter. So you know how some people actually allow you to tip, right? They have like the tip things. Oh, yeah. So writing, writing Substack and shit like like that, right? Yeah, super follows. So what he, yeah, super follows. So what he's saying is he wants to enable people on Twitter to be able to send money anywhere in the world instantly and in real time, Uh, which, you know, that's (laughs) those poor sense wallets. If you can simply, he says, if you can simply have one balance on Twitter that can simply go positive or negative, and when it goes positive, the interest rate is better than what you would receive elsewhere, and when it goes positive, the interest rate is lower than what you see elsewhere, now you have a much simpler system. It just feels like smoke and mirrors to me. He says, then you attach a debit card to the Twitter account so you have backward compatibility into the payment system because not everyone will accept Twitter. So if they have above a certain balance, he basically wants to turn... Twitter into a banking thing. So Twitter was, you know, it was Twitter. He Mm -hmm. wants to now make it Twitter plus YouTube plus Venmo. And I, I personally just, this is my prediction, not based off of anything I've read anywhere, just an assumption. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to want to roll crypto into it as kind of of an underlying base for this. So uh, maybe I... I might buy some Dogecoin because he's he's always he loves Doge. Do it, doing some bullshit like Honestly, that. Honestly, dude, if you do it, I, he probably would. He probably would be like Doge is like the preferred currency of yep. some stupid shit. Yep. But yeah, I mean, that's I think that it all comes down to trying to build a WeChat for America. Mm-hmm. And I I personally don't don't think it's going to happen. I don't I think the I think if someone wanted Just, to do it, the company that is most set up to do it is Apple. 
Yeah, when Apple I would is say the so. One they company, have the, the ecosystem that like, yeah, I, I mean, people like it. And for the most part, they trust it. Like Apple is the one company when they rolled out their payment structure, their payment system. Everyone actually loved it. Yeah. Immediately yeah. got it. People were like, whoa. I, Apple Pay is great. And when Apple Pay introduced their credit cards or whatever, the Apple credit cards, mm-hmm. people were like, whoa, this is tight. I'm getting this. Yeah, I use Where mine. I, yeah, Venmo, I use only on the phone. I know Venmo offers cards. I just, uh, I was like, no, I'm never going to get I that. I would not get that. I don't use Cash App. Uh, where else can you pay? Facebook? I don't use Facebook. No, Google Zelle. Pay? I don't use Google Pay. Zelle, I only use it if because it's proprietary for banks sure, almost. Sure. So like if a landlord like a chase, requests yeah. it, I have to do it. But I think Apple is the one place that's set up to create the all in one and that, you know, it really is. Yeah. I mean, even on hardware on iMessage, you know, if someone texts you and they're like, Hey, tickets are going to be $20. Are you in a a little Apple pay button immediately pops Mm -hmm. up Mm -hmm. and you can just pay them immediately. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, I I don't really know what the hardware situations like in China. This is me just kind of off top pontificating, but I maybe, maybe like America is a place where, where our hardware is like starting to become very like homogenized where sure. we're like we're all on iPhones but our software we all use different scattered software yeah, we absolutely. spend all our time in our hardware right in one piece whereas China like who knows maybe I, I, do they some people have iPhones I assume people have like what those Huawei uh, yeah uh, yeah there's uh, probably uh, like, Xiaomi probably there's has probably like a lot of stuff right yeah it's not just iPhones. Sure. I don't know. I'm just fucking pontificating. I have no fucking idea. I'll pontificate away. But yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of a crazy, it's kind of a crazy future for that company. I from a th- from the sidelines, I find it very interesting. I, I love watching. It's this definitely shit. interesting. <laughs> I I think long term, it's not going to be successful in that way. It's like it's just I get what he's trying to do, but ultimately, that's not why people are on Twitter. That it's just not, and you're trying to it's like Facebook with the metaverse. It's like people aren't really interested in that and you're just going to keep spinning your wheels and wasting your money. I mean, I've been wrong before, but I just, I I personally could not see myself trusting this guy's company with any of my information like that. Yeah. Um, what the, the another thing I was going to say is, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, TikTok adding shopping. Um, I don't know. Yeah, another. I'm. I'm not. Another gonna, problematic app. I will not be shopping on TikTok. I can tell you that. Yeah, you know, I I don't really see too much on TikTok that I want to buy. Actually, one of my favorite parts about TikTok, the reason that it I use it so often, is because the ads aren't so invasive. Yeah, they pop you, up, but you can just get out. You of can them just get out of them immediately, and like it'll say if they're sponsored or whatever. Yeah. And there there are some products that I've seen people kind of not it might be more or, like organic advertising. Like it's yeah. not explicitly a sponsored ad, but they're showing off a cool product that, you know, I'm, I'm into, but I'm still not going to buy it through TikTok. I'm the same, right. same way with Instagram. That's actually one of the few, I don't know if I've ever bought anything from Instagram, but every time I'm on there, th- they, they show me something that I'm interested in buying right. and I'll click into there and, you know, see, see what the deals are. But ultimately I'm probably not going to buy it on the app. I'm going to go to my browser on my computer yeah. and I'm going to search it up there because, you know, that might not be the cheapest price for it. Or I want to use my honey app to I see if wonder, I have discounts. I wonder how many people are like, you know, savvy like that. Or mm. value convenience. Not more. many. I, I think, th- I think Instagram ads are are very popular, and I'm sure TikTok will be too. I, it, you know, and that goes back to it. It's just like the goal for all these companies is to 
get you to give them your bank info yeah so they can serve these transactions up with it at the most convenient pace right yeah it's, and once they have your information already it's more convenient for you to continue buying from them it's it's like every uh app now has like a built-in qvc that's like hyper hyper specialized you know how like qvc back in the day that channel like mm-hmm. or home shopping yeah, network yeah. that kind of shit like it would just all you all you could do it was just a stream of things to buy sure and i think now that's just built into every app it really it's is just super super targeted um you know, it does a good job sometimes <coughs> um you got anything else on that or are you good uh, any last thoughts on uh, the social media downfall? No, I mean, that's that's social media, right? Like, you got to make money to exist. You can't just give out the product for free. And, I mean, it could be a good thing if this TikTok shopping feature works out and makes them money because maybe then that will be the product as opposed to our information going to the Chinese government being the product. I think that's that's... I think we're too far down that hole. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. like a toothpaste out the tube situation. Um, last thing I wrote down here to end on a, a bit of a more absurd note: <laughs> uh, the guy who directed Airplane, um, David Zucker. Yes, he uh, is the latest uh, person to claim that Hollywood is being too sensitive and therefore destroying comedy. It's weird though. It's a bunch. Of, it's it's always. Uh, it's usually it's usually old white guys who are <laughs> saying that. It's kind of weird. I mean. Yeah, it's it's he's not entirely wrong, though. I mean, if you think about it, when is the last great comedy to come out? Like comedies just don't hit the same way anymore. Yeah. Well, I think the the medium of delivery for comedy has changed. I don't think really people watch comedy movies anymore. I think it's because they're not harder to make something that's like a widespread thing that appeals to everyone. I think it's got to be more niche. Yeah, I I guess so. I I don't know. He's he's, plus like what is a comedy movie? But a bunch of jokes strung together. It's like, you know, you can just go on TikTok and watch jokes, you know, it's Yeah, but I mean some people want like an actual story and, and characters involved in it and yeah. not just one person yeah. playing four different roles replying to each other. <laughs> which true. like it, it can be fun and I follow some it of those is, accounts, but they, I don't know, it's it's weird because these things go hand in hand. Like why are people not making comedies? Because comedies don't make any money. Why don't comedies make any money? Because no one's watching them. Why aren't people watching them? Because they're not funny. Because they're not but good. Yeah. Maybe it's because the people at the top are making bad decisions and greenlighting like stupid shit. Because there is actually good shit. It's just like all pretty indie, I think. Um. I look. My point was was, was this kind of. I wrote in the rundown that he's the latest to say that comedy is being destroyed because it, it's it's funny, man. I feel like that happens every like every six months. We hear someone be like comedies being destroyed and it's like you can go as far back as like the like 1800s probably or even earlier and just have people complaining that comedy is not the same there's this one uh i don't even know because you know twitter might be gone but there's this account on twitter there's this guy who does stuff like that where he literally takes like headlines from the news and he'll just like go back in time and find headlines that are like super similar or someone saying the mm-hmm. same thing usually it's something like you know man comedy is not the same as it used to be or damn these damn kids no one wants to work anymore like that kind sure, of shit sure and he'll go back to like the 1800s and just like or not early 1900s and just like put headline after headline from like decade 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 so it's you know because i don't know the, the example he claims he said that 
him and his writing partner were writing a parody of James Bond and Mission Impossible. It's like action movie parody, right? Yeah. And he said that there was a joke about a female lead character who uh, needed to get a Kevlar vest, but she needed to get a breast reduction in order to fit into her Kevlar vest. And he was mad. He's like, you know, they said that the joke is pretty risque and I don't think it is. It's a mild joke. And it's like, I think what this executive meant when they said the joke is pretty risque is that it's not funny. Because it's not like that's well, just not I, a funny. I, cons- I it's so I tired. It's yeah, like, I don't think that one's very funny, but I also think it's a very mild. It's joke. very mi- like, it's mild, but it's just bad. You know, I just wish I think the executive should have been like, I don't think it's funny. <laughs> like, yeah, because I don't think it's funny either. Like it's that's like a it, it's and I get it works with what like it, you know, airplane had a lot of jokes like that that were stupid as well. Sure. You know, <sighs> but like I just you can't just be like mad that people don't like your movie sorry man i apologize but you're probably old and just like not that funny anymore it sucks i know i mean that's that's part of it but like there's there's so many classic comedy movies that like probably wouldn't get made today like i mean airplane probably wouldn't get made today uh, something t- team America world police. Maybe it could because Matt and Trey, like they kind of operate yeah. outside the lines there. It, I, you're, blaze, you're, I like mean, blazing you're, saddles. Isn't ever going to get made today. There, there's so many different movies that are great. And there are, I guess, some slightly offensive parts, but they're also, they're funny. Like that's, yeah. and that's always been the thing for me, at least like, I don't care how offensive a comedy is as long as it's actually funny and that yeah. it's, it's a fine line like it, it can go from being genius to hateful real quick and you know sometimes things don't age well yeah but there, uh, there's a lot of comedies that you just can't make today that, that were fantastic. Yeah, no, I mean, you're like right. Tro- Tropic Thunder, you know, and that that's fairly recent. That's only 14 yeah. years old. Yeah, Tropic Thunder. I got to be honest, though, that that character, I, I was just like, I didn't actually get it at the time when I saw it. I think I was, when was that, 2014? Uh, no. no, that was like 2008. 2008, right? So yeah. I was was 18, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think even watching that at 18, I, I that part I didn't really get. I was just like, I don't, I didn't. I laughed because it's like, oh, everyone around me is laughing, so I'll laugh. But yeah. I know that in the theater when I watched it, I was like, I don't actually understand this or get why it's funny, but everyone's laughing, so it's funny to be around laughing people. Sure. But either way, I found the thread. It's this guy named Pauly Sci, P-A-U-L-I-S-C-I. That's what I studied Paul, in college. Paul Ferry. His, this thread is a brief history of people have lost their sense of humor. So from 2002, it's Sean Wayans saying it's sad that society is in this place where we can't laugh anymore. Then from 2016, it's a, a headline that says John Cleese will avoid colleges. He says they're too politically correct for comedy. And then in 2002, it's uh, some clip from some article where it says, will it take a war to bring us back together? heaven help you if you say something these days to hurt someone's feelings you can't joke anymore for fear someone will take it the wrong way then in 1995 nobody can take a joke anymore 1984 americans can't make jokes anymore uh 1970 62 59 49 33 30 27 15 and the 1907 is the first one says a Chicago professor declares that the Americans are losing their sense of humor in their strenuous pursuit of wealth. I mean, (laughs) it's it's just funny because it's like every every decade 
people say like it's not no one can take a joke anymore it's like no it's just because comedy fucking changes it never ages it well. does it yeah. never ages well you could watch lenny bruce and it's it's not it doesn't even it's not even funny you're just like what is he talking about who why is this guy on stage well you know? i mean even uh, i remember over the pandemic i i started watching one of eddie murphy's stand-up specials and i i had to turn it off after the first 10 minutes yeah. because it was just plain offensive yeah. uh, towards gay people and like in a way that I didn't find funny at all right. and I remember loving Eddie Murphy growing up and thinking he was hilarious and you know like I mean that a couple of his movies as well like Trading Places I don't know if that gets made today uh, right no a, a, a lot of movies will not get I agree with you I'm just saying I also I think that part of that is just because because they're not funny anymore. You know what I, I mean? mean? I mean, I still think that movie's like, funny. Well, I haven't seen it. I haven't gotcha. seen it. But I'm saying like just in general, yeah. a lot of those movies aren't actually funny anymore. Like they were kind of at the time. But what was that movie? I just watched In Bruges, right? Yeah, yeah, like, sure. In Bruges, uh, I, Martin McDonough is awesome. Colin Farrell is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like Br Brenton Gleeson. They're all amazing. It's a great movie. It's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. But there's a ton of jokes in it that are just like not funny and they're just like kind of like weirdly offensive now. Yeah. Like back in the day, it was like, oh, this is hilarious. And now it's like, yeah, eh, I don't know. Well, like, look, even I, the idea, I get it. It's just a little much. Even know, so. probably if we went back and watched rewatched the first Borat. Borat, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure Borat's that crazy. That shit's crazy offensive. Yeah. I still but think see, it's funny. Why Borat, like, why Borat was funny, though, is because it was it's a making, character yeah. who was like highlighting how... Yes. ridiculous the people around him were because they thought yeah. it was real mm -hmm. so it wasn't contrived it was all like let me just see how far i can push real people yeah you know what yeah, I mean? yeah exactly and, and it still is fucked up i'm sure it's still fucked up yeah absolutely but i don't know i think um you know i, I the same thing you do with the eddie murphy when i went back and watched um i don't remember which wayans brother because i get them all confused but so <laughs> one of the wayans is yeah i watched one of their stand-up shits and i was like bro this shit's not well, I it's mean, just not it. Not that, I mean, that's yeah. a very different style of comedy. On, on the topic yeah. of them, like something like white chicks definitely wouldn't get made today. But when it came out, I didn't think it was funny. Yeah, that's, there you go. You know, it, it, you know, it's it's just com I mean, comedy so subjective in the first place. Yeah, lucky for us, the scissor reel is always going to be funny. Oh God! So. Here we go, episode one one one. We're at halftime. Let's come back from the break and talk about some other shit. Welcome back, Sizzlers. Welcome. We're here for a, a, a pretty good second half, I think. It's going to be a half. little more brief than the first because, you know, we went long on those topics. Yeah. I ran us right into the break like like Elon in that car I was talking about. <laughs> I jumped in and I hit the break. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure Tesla's explode. So uh, what we're going to do in this in this segment is <clears throat> basically a, a Mount Rushmore of post-production creature comforts yeah. and well, we're doing top five though oh, we're doing top five did we say four we did say four we didn't did we? say four Fuck. okay, okay. we, we right. said you're three right. to five and then then four we landed on four look but the, there's gonna be an honorable mention or two okay the point is we're just gonna talk about some shit that makes us happy as are editors. we each picking four i mean probably okay i like that we'll each pick four wait what are they again or what are the what's the topic or the they're they're basically like define it you know so it can, all I see here is uh, this is what you wrote in the rundown. Oh, I didn't write production creature comforts draft. I didn't write that. You wrote that. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't touched this. Um, but so this can be 
something very specific, like a very like a piece of technology that is integral to your workflow. Now, it's not going to be something as basic as a really fast computer. Right. Like obviously, we're editors, motion graphics are artists. Yeah. We all want the fast computers. Yeah. Uh, and you can't say some shit like. Uh, a job that pays a lot of money and you don't have to do no work. Like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, that, that's that. obvious. But, uh, I mean, I guess I have some obvious things on here too, but you know, it's, it's more creative than like a lot of money, no work like that. Duh. Like, yeah, of course exactly. Um, so, you know, f at least for my list, uh, a couple of them are specific technologies and a couple of them are more, uh, ideas of how I would like the office to be. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, they're they're all they're all over. I mean, mine. Yeah, mine are similar. Mine are similar. They have. It's a. I thought about like where I thought about the area I'm in, basically. And sure. Kind of tried to pick some. So how do you want to do? You want to do like? Um, I think should we do snake style or should we just kind of just go round robin? Uh, I mean, when there's two people, it doesn't really make sense. It does, to go snake style. Yeah. Because then it's like just two of them. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. All right, so let's do it. Let's rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first. All right. Okay, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Damn, I fucked up. All right. I lost. Okay. So I always throw rock, and I decided to throw scissors to change it up that time. That's all right, because I'm, I'm going to, uh, my first overall selection or whatever we want to call it, I don't think it's something that you're going to have on your list Okay. Uh, because you use an Apple mouse. And I do. I do. For me, I have to have a mouse with like programmable macros or buttons it has to have a scroll wheel like an actual physical one and it has to have the uh the thumb forward and backward uh buttons you uh, have to have a lot of fucking buttons on your on your mouse yeah i mean basically and i i prefer it to be like ergonomic to to fit my hand which is crazy because i used to I used to have to use mice in both my hands at the station because I had I had two computers and four monitors and I had to be able to use both computers and it was just fucking nuts. It was it was easier to learn how to you're like, a, you're like a octopus basically. So call you the edit puss. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> no, why not? Please don't, Chris. The edit puss. <laughs> I think that might uh, get taken out of context. So you should be for Halloween next year. Oh, an, kill an edit puss. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so now you can't. Now you don't know how to edit left-handed anymore. You lost that trick. Um, I usually wouldn't edit left-handed. I would just uh, navigate left-handed on on the separate computer. Damn. Um, but so so the mouse is really important to me. Like I literally have a case for my mouse so that I can bring it home in my backpack. I always nerd, I travel. Dude. I travel with my mouse. You know, like right. if if I have work because I'm just very used to it. And like sometimes I'll have to use a magic mouse for whatever reason. And it slows me down because yeah. there's not really physical buttons. There's not a physical scroll wheel. There's not a, you know, the thumb, the thumb buttons. I mean, I see, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. And it's for, for me, uh, I, this is a pretty popular mouse, but I would say the Logitech MX Master 3, I think. <laughs> is the name of it. It was a hundred dollars. <laughs> I bought it two, two years ago and it's one of the best editing investments I've made. Didn't, um, didn't when we were, you're on, the one who, who showed me it in the first place. Well, cause you said you needed a good mouse. I, I, I don't, I, you know, I dude, half the time I'll edit on my fucking trackpad. I don't really, oh, I can't do that. Um, it drives me crazy. What, uh, what I was going to say was when we were doing that job in new Orleans, I think, uh, Brian, didn't he have a custom mouse as well? I think no? so. Yeah. Same type of thing where like it, ergonomic for those of you who might not be in the know you know normally you put your hand on top of a mouse if you take your hands oh you yeah put it on top of the table right with all four tips of your fingers resting on the table like that turn it 
90 degrees, right? Yep. So your palm is facing inward and your thumb is kind of on top. That is more how you hold the ergonomic mouse exactly. almost. It's very weird. Um, so but I've used it, I've used one a couple times. It's it's actually really nice. I mean, I, I could probably use that. It's not too far off from mine, honestly. It's just a little more vertical. And the name of the one that he used, I think, is also Logitech. It's also the MX line. That one's called the Vertical Advanced Ergonomic Mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, it works great. And... It, it's basically the same functionality, just probably a little bit nicer on your wrist. I feel like we need to, like, for fun, try out a few different... Uh, maybe this is something we put on our YouTube channel. We'll plug in, plug in like, an Xbox controller, a Nintendo oh. Wii controller, like, an old-school computer joystick, and we'll have you try to edit with each of those. I think that's <laughs> actually a great idea. It works. That and that, that's funny? something that, honestly, we could try out a bunch of different mice, buy a bunch from B, B&H or whatever, and return the, the ones that we don't like. We could, you know, just a little, some showdowns. Let's call yeah. them showdowns. Editing using different inputs. Yeah, I dig it. <laughs> I would love to edit with the Wiimote. <laughs> I mean, hey, one of our very first uh, topics on the sizzle reel 100 something episodes ago was about editing with your feet oh that's true yeah. you know what that metals i mean look i think we're almost at yeah this is like i checked yeah, episode 111 so i think in i think it's in in five episodes technically we're back to the beginning so we're gonna start with we're just gonna play the same episodes okay yeah. perfect we're gonna do like nathan fielder the rehearsal we're gonna learn all our lines from the first episodes <laughs> and do, do them again <laughs> that'd be so ridiculous that'd be awesome um all right well that's a good pick i think that's that's very solid um it is a my my first pick is it, it's it's more conceptual i guess than sure. that but uh, i wrote climate controlled work area okay meaning like i want to be able to control the climate to a t like yeah i don't ever want to feel uncomfortable in mm-hmm. the area that i'm working in and i kind of thought of this like you know in my old apartment i is actually both of my last two apartments i happened to have the desk right by where my ac was because that's the only way it would really work yeah and so every time i turn the ac on it would just like blow like right on me and that's why I hated working in those rooms because I was just my, like, man, mine at home is right in line of the AC. I was like, great. So if it's hot outside, I'm either going to be like baking in this heat or I'm going to turn the AC on. And then in like like three or five minutes, I need to turn this off. Yep. It's on and off the whole time. Or, you know, in the winter, it'll get way too hot because I'm standing right in front of the heater. So. I kind of like our space now, the the studio here. Yeah, because we make our freelancers deal with that. <laughs> yeah, luckily we are out of the out of <laughs> the, the path, the of, path the, of the of the air air conditioner. Yep. Uh, they, on the other hand, are directly in it. So, um, you know, unfortunately, it can be a little cold for them sometimes. I think, but you know, they're exactly. allowed to control it. They're allowed to turn it off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the uh, the thermostat remote is right in the middle of everything it's, fair it's, game. it's not on anyone's it's fair desk game. whoever yeah. wants to control it can control it um i will say another thing that made me think of this was the old office my uh desk used to be right near these uh, these uh they're like old factory windows yeah and i really like that design a lot how they're like you know it's almost uh like a, like metal like grid like a metal grid with yes. glass it, 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 i think it looks really nice aesthetically yes. No insulation at all. So oh, I was sitting terrible. right next to that, and my hands were freezing all winter. Like, yeah. it was really, really cold in there. Uh, 
new office again. It's not bad. Our new very office first office, it was a 10 by 10 room and we had a single tiny little uh, space heater in yes. it. And winters, I would literally just wear my 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 warm coat as I edited and I would wear gloves as I edited because it was so fucking cold in there. That's fucking hilarious. I mean, but yeah, so that's what led me. All of these memories yeah. is what led me to write climate controlled work area because I think this office is the first time I've ever w had a work area where I actually like can be comfortable at the flip of a switch. You yeah, know, it used absolutely. to just be like no comfort at all. So that's a big number one for me. So I will take that in my uh, post-production creature comforts draft. Okay. That's my first pick. That's a good pick. Yeah. Um, I'm going to kind of stay in, in that realm. And for me, it's Windows, and I'm not talking about PCs. Hell no. I have to have some natural light, which I know most editors are not that way. Most editors prefer no natural light, no glare, whatever. And I, we're lucky. I don't think we get any glare on our screens the way we're situated. Mm. But I, if I'm working in a dark environment all day and I, I don't get to see the sun, then I'm going to be depressed and I'm not going, I'm not going to enjoy working at that place. Like I'm not yeah. going to want to come back because you know, it's, it, we need sunlight to survive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and like, true. I like being able to look out the window at a, at a blue sky or yeah. at the fucking rain. I don't well, care. Also, some of it is just the idea of like, I think, I think maybe people actually like it for this reason, but I'm with you. I don't like it. Uh, but I think people might enjoy the fact that you can get in there and just hole away and zone out and really work. And when you pop out, it's like you lost track of time. And you're like, where am I? Like, what the hell? Yeah, I don't I like personally that. do not like that. Feeling. No, I like being able to like pop out whenever I want and kind of know what's happening and just be cognizant of, of reality. hundred percent. But when I worked uh, at Complex a lot, that's I would always be in the edit suites. I actually enjoyed working in the edit suites there um, just because the other option was sitting in a bullpen. And yeah, like, just it was fucking shitty. But uh, it can be nice to have an edit suite every once in a while, but if that had yeah. to be my every day, I would kind of end up being like, I would be like a vampire. I think, you know, hundred percent. I mean, like I, for me, it would fuck up my sleep schedule. I can guarantee exactly. That. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I already have trouble with my sleep cycle, but it's still informed by the sun, you know, kind of the way humans evolved. So when you don't, <laughs> when you don't get to see the sun at Chris, all, you sound awfully hard. Like you're trying to really like let everyone know that you are a human. <laughs> uh, I'm not a robot, by the way, uh, sunlight, which people need, right? Everyone. <laughs> that's the arc. That's the big arc of the, of sizzle reel. Yeah. Turns out you were a robot. I, I've, been, I've been at a bot 3000 yeah. the entire time You're like the terminator but for fucking post-production i am uh i'm very technical right i'm <laughs> I a was technician when amy and i were like trying to get a water cooler in the office i was wondering why you were so anti you're like no water why <laughs> Wait, uh, come on guys let's just get lots Although, of fans and oil would be good right guys <laughs> oil can yeah i'm like wait air fryer but <laughs> where does the oil go yeah at the and then you were like uh i'm glad that there's sunlight because I'm a person. Yeah. I am. Um, no, I think that, uh, you know, you're right. Sunlight's nice. That's a, it's a big thing. It's important. I, so I have, I have two here mm -hmm. and I'm trying to decide. And one of them has to do with the outdoors and the other one has to do with, with light. So they they deal with two things that you yeah. kind of discussed. I'm going to go with my outdoors one. Cause 
just weighing it to me it is it's more important yes um and honestly this is kind of one of the reasons i prefer new york to a lot of places is because i need a coffee shop within a five minute walk. <laughs> that was what I wrote down. I, I respect that one. Like, I don't even care because I was going to write like a coffee pot. And then I was like, who am, I, who am I joking? Like, I don't really care about having a way to make coffee. Yeah. I just want a coffee shop within a five minute walk. Sure. Because that way I can like, A, you know, get away from the desk for a little bit. Yep. Um, it's a built in excuse to go for a little walk. Right. And then I can interact also with some people, talk to some people, have a coffee. If I'm if it's a nice day, I can sit outside and actually sip a few sips mm-hmm. and bullshit on my phone a little bit and then whatever. But, you know, I, I need that. The reason I say within a five minute walk is because I don't want it to be in my space. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to, like, get out. Sure. Because I often fall into this trap where if I. I need to tell myself to go take a break or I'll mm-hmm. just sit there and like work the whole yeah, day. Yeah, go, go on to the next thing. Yeah, I'll just keep going because like there's assembly shit line. to do. Which is like, you know, it's I guess it's a good thing. It's like, oh, I'm a hard worker or whatever. But also, I it's 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 a, it's a problem. Sure. Because then, I'll, like, you know, whatever, I'll come in at like 11 and then I won't get up until like 6.30 and it's like, holy shit, I've just been sitting here for like seven hours. It's yeah, I mean, long, long term, not good for your mental health. And like yeah. the way it is right now, we have a place where we can get coffee that we can see from our desks. It's perfect. And, it's perfect. But I would say it might be a little bit too close. You yeah, know? That's it. Yeah, it's you're like right. literally in our courtyard. And there is there's one other place where we can get coffee, yes. which is that museum thing or mm-hmm. that gallery or whatever. Yeah, down don't the get street. sandwiches there, though. Oh, my God. Their sandwiches are so bad. But the gallery has a nice little coffee shop. And that right there is like the perfect distance. Yeah. It's, like, it's cool. like a five minute walk. Each walk way. over there. They have a nice courtyard. I can like sit there if I want. Um, but yeah, you know, coffee shop within a five minute walk. That's so right now I've got climate controlled work area and coffee shop within a five minute walk. Yep. Those are my two post-production creature comforts. So far I have mouse, a good mouse and uh, windows or natural light. All right. So we're on to our last two. Last two. Last two per person. And maybe some honorable mentions at the end. Uh, so this one, I'm actually going to combine a couple of mine into one and it's going to be about the the work environment and i think it has to be uh, like positive and it doesn't necessarily have to be fun but i i like having an environment where people are kind of talking not not like not constantly but sometimes they'll be talking to each other and you can pop out of what you're doing right then and just join the conversation and have a little mental break, kind of yeah. like, kind of like you going for a, a walk for right. coffee, right. like to just get away from what you're doing without leaving your desk and engage your mind in something else. That's kind of not important, mm-hmm. but it distracts you for a little bit and you can have some fun and some bonding. I think that's a great answer. Yeah. I think it's important. And I'm going to add another one that I have on here, which is having people in the office with different skill sets so mm-hmm. that you're able to learn things, you know, yeah. like having uh, an, a sound engineer or a colorist or a motion graphics artist yeah. who I mean, even had, having assistant editor Adam, he yeah. taught us about a few new things while he was here. And it's Ex- like, exactly. Yeah. It's just like it, this is the kind of <clears throat> industry where 
you learn things from other people. Like, yes, you can learn everything you want on the internet, but you're not necessarily going to find those things. You know, word of mouth is still super important. Yeah. It's people. Yeah, it's people. Soil and green. Soil and green. Um, <clears throat> but you know, like information is passed on through people and you never sounded more like a robot in your life. <laughs> yeah, right. And and, and like ha- ha- having those skill sets around you is is always going to make you better, right? I mean, like that's that's how it was for you. That's how yeah. uh, when you were in Los Angeles, it's true. You had a couple like mentor type editors. Jake. Mm-hmm. Jake's the man. And learned a lot from Matt King in Portland. You know, yeah, like Scott Palmer. You know, just having like a small question that you would like answered and you don't have to like post on r slash editors right. to, to outsource it. Like you can just ask someone in shouting distance of you, Hey, how would you do this? Yeah, true. I mean, you're right. That that's actually, I always take that for granted. That is a very important uh, thing to have. I think that was, I think Tyler found that particularly helpful when he was doing some assisting. Yeah. Cause he, uh, you know, well, he, and, was, and he was he was he was there was a lot of shit happening in that. Project. Exactly. And sometimes it's as simple as having someone like calling them over to your computer and showing them what you've been doing. And then maybe all of a sudden for you, it'll click right then. As soon yeah. as you have a second pair of eyes on it. Yeah. There's also, something about it. It's also like as you out loud, talk your way through your process to yeah. show someone. Yeah. You can you'll be like, oh, wait, I didn't do this. Duh. Yep. Um, I want to just harp real quick on the first thing that you said. Like sure. you said, uh that you liked having an environment where people are talking. Yes. That is a slippery slope. That shit can get out of control real quick. I know. Like, I think, even here, it I can think, be a problem. I think we have like, th- we're at the limit of how many we people are. in one room can be with without it getting too crazy. Yeah. Like we have five people that can be in that room. Sure. Six if you put someone on the couch, I guess. But like, well, seven if you put someone at this thing as well, like this desk outside here. On a typical day, it's going to be five. Five, right. So even with five, it can it can get a little bit out of control. Yeah. I can only imagine how out of control it would get if all of our desks were facing each other. Oh, then no. it would be nonstop talking the whole time. It would like not be not be conducive. Um, and I say that again, going back to like when I've worked a complex a bit, even working at whistle is the same thing. Any place that has an open plan. Yes. That has a lot of people in there. Your productivity is going to go down. Right. Cause like, it's just, it's weird. And and there's, there's also a threshold of like, cause you, yes, you want, you do want to trade off some, in my opinion, as like whatever my kind of business opinion. Yeah. You want to trade off a little bit of productivity for happiness. Always. I think so. Absolutely. But there's also a point where if you have too many people, not only is productivity down, but happiness also goes down because everyone's mad that like s- people are making noise. Yeah. I mean, th- there are some times where like I'm trying to concentrate and like just knock something out and I'm not really able to do it even in this yeah. office. But I'd still I still prefer that because there are days where I'll come in uh, on a weekend or just on a, a day where other people are out and I'm the only one here. I don't get any additional work done because I'm the only one here yeah. and you might be different, but like. No, I, I just get like sad and bored and I'm like, I, I need that hit of like dopamine or whatever. So then yeah. I'll go on Reddit or, you know, I'll, I'll find other ways to distract myself because right. I'm going to do that either way. I will say like today I was here all day and I did not uh, distract myself at all. I didn't like I don't. Yeah, it's weird. I, I don't know. I mean, as someone who, you it know, depends, I always am firing like on, on like always doing shit and jumping around yeah. on some ADD type shit. Yeah. But when I get into something, I don't like, I rarely look for distractions. I just like knock it all out. I don't sure. Know, it's weird. I don't get it. Um, moving on to my third one. I wrote, uh, 
in all caps, no noisy neighbors. Okay. Um, That's important. The way that I look at that is almost We like, literally had to move because of it's it. It's not just noisy neighbors. It's just like making sure your environment <coughs> is uh, controlled. The sound of your environment is controlled the way you want it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like whether that means that could even go as far as saying like comfortable headphones or something like that, but just controlling the sound. Right. Um, but specifically I wrote noisy neighbors cause yeah, we've had neighbors who have sucked and it's New York. Everyone's neighbors suck. We have new neighbors yep. who just moved in last week and they're, I, they're upstairs neighbors and I've been giving them the benefit of the doubt, but I think next week I got to go talk to them again and be like, guys, we can hear everything you're doing. You need to put some rugs down. Yeah, they're just it's making like too much noise. Every single step they take, every single move they make, every breath they take, we're we're, we're watching them. We're hearing them. We're hearing them. Uh, no, but we, uh, yeah, say so put some rugs down, man, because every time they roll around in the chairs, you just hear like whoosh across the hole. Yeah, and like it's, it's pretty rumbles. distracting because it's not just like very light. It's, pa- you know, it's pounding yeah, and it's directly above us and like just... Yeah, it's not great. Um, so I think, you know, you got to control that. Like even like working, it, that can even go even further. If you're in a place with multiple people, it kind of ties into what you were saying. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're a direct neighbor, like uh, there was a place where I worked one time where there was someone who refused to uh, play. They had a job where they could just listen to music all day. And instead oh, of playing in their yes. headphones, they actually didn't just play it on their computer speakers. They set up actual good speakers like studio monitors yes. and played the music out of the studio monitors that's and uh you could hear it through the whole place and eventually people started complaining but he uh that person ended up never getting punished it was just like uh it came down from on high that like hey technically they are allowed to play their music but we'll ask them to turn it down a bit and keep a good balance and it was like that's, Come on, man. That's that's, that's crazy. Like, if like, I was sitting, you're next hurting that, your productivity. If I was sitting next to that person, one person, I'd be like, "Bro, put on your fucking headphones. Yeah. I don't want to listen to Fifty Cent all day. Like, what the fuck? It's well, and look, we listen to music every day in the office, but it's usually at a, a lower volume. And everyone, every single computer is connected to that Spotify account, so we can all control the volume yeah. or change the song yep. at any given time if yeah. we're not vibing with it. And also the um. To put it into perspective, how quiet it is, the volume bar on Spotify, like, you know how it's like dark gray mm-hmm. is like where it's not on and yes. it's light gray and you slide it. It's slid as far to the left as it can possibly go where it looks like it's almost not even on. Yeah. That's like how quiet the fucking music is. Yeah. It's like, just, it's just some background distraction. It's like a little vibe. All right. So uh, last pick. All right. Last pick, man. I got, I got three and they're all pretty basic. But I think this one's the most important. Once again, it's really basic, but a second monitor. Because not everyone edits with two monitors. I have to. Like, even at at our previous office, I only had one monitor, and I made it work. You know, Mac OS has the different desktops if you you need to declutter some things. And I use, like, I have a mission control button on my my mouse, so it it expands Mm -hmm. everything. But I... I just want to have the second monitor, whether it's so that I can have notes on that monitor mm. and I don't have to keep switching between Premiere and notes or my have my email on the second monitor, have my browser just in general. Yeah. Like it's just super important to me to have some space where 
it isn't the the editor right Um, right, right. or you know even sometimes it's i have premiere in one window or one monitor and i have after effects in the other so that i can reference uh what what i need to do in after effects so so let me ask you about this right how would you feel instead of having two monitors if you had one of those ultra wide super long monitors that's really as wide as two monitors like would that work for you or no so i don't think it would because this is that was my approach when i bought my my home pc a few years ago i got an ultra wide single monitor and that's still the one i have and it's a great monitor it's like 32 inches or something like that and ultra wide but I end up just using it as a single screen because it is a single screen. Yeah. And because there's nothing to really divide it and break it up. Exactly. And, you know, maybe if I had gotten an even longer one, then that would have solved it. But I just prefer having the two monitor set up. And I think for me, it really comes from working at the station where, like I said, I had four monitors and two computers. So. I was used to having four and just right. going down to two is like, it's already different. It's, it's half and going down to one is even worse. It really is. And like, I mean, just today yeah. I was editing at home, uh, before I came in on my laptop and it's, I was about to ask when you did the remote gig, I don't remember, but you had your iPad oh, as yeah. a second monitor. I right? always, anytime I do on-site gigs and I don't know if I'll have a monitor, I bring my iPad just to have as a second screen. And it's yeah. it's small and it's not really usable for a lot, but it's great to have emails, notes, emails, finder so that I can, uh, yeah, yeah, like you know, nav- navigate for, through stuff for like sound effects. Exactly. Shit, yeah. Like it's just very useful to have a tiny little space for the extras. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, for me, like, yeah, I always, I mean, even on this laptop right now, I have, I have four desktops. I always operate with multi, like with four desktops at least. Yeah. See, I, um, I don't really use desktops anymore. I probably should, but I will say, um, you know, I had multiple monitors on my list as well and I didn't include it. It was like a deep, like it, it, it was like a fallback for me. Cause yeah, you know, I, I can work with one monitor. I prefer not to, Sure, but you know, that whole, like every remote gig, the whole gig every time i'm working remote like abroad like or whatever every time Mm -hmm. i go on a job and it's like on site i'm gonna just use my laptop i never fucking bring a second monitor it's just it's not worth it to me you know well i mean you don't even bring a a mouse you just set it with your trackpad yeah yeah i'm just i'm just portable baby um uh you got anything else on monitors or yeah well i mean for me specifically i really like the setup i have now even though they're not matching monitors one's the the mac os 27 or not mac os the macintosh the the apple imac IMAC 27 inch retina display so that that's nice because it's a beautiful display it's big and a ton ton of people use apple products and are going to be viewing it on similar screens color wise it's close color wise it's close enough and then my second monitor is a it's a decent uh it's a BenQ uh color calibrated one it's not you know you wouldn't do color grading on it necessarily as a high right. end colorist but it's a lot more accurate uh than your standard monitor so you can kind of drag from one window to the other and see how it looks in different monitors right, right, and right, like right. kind of get an idea of where your colors at yeah the only thing i'll i'll only ever color on apple monitors because I don't trust myself color calibrating like a, a third party monitor. Yeah. I just can't do it. I'm not, my eyes are not good enough for it. I'm always like, yeah, that looks fine. And then it's like, no, that was, that's orange. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so my last one, it's funny cause it kind of 
it kind of goes hand in hand in a way big picture with multiple monitors, right? Okay. You like having multiple monitors because one of your monitors is your like work area where you're literally working and the other monitor is an area to, you know, have the not directly work things. Yes. I wrote a second area to relax in. It doesn't have to be for relaxing though. It's just a second area. Yeah. So I don't want to like just be holed into like one place and it's like I'm just in here working and then I leave. I like having a multiple kind of zones in, in the studio to like sure to, to chill in or to do different things in. Right. So like, for example, I got my desk over there, but then we also have that area with the couch where like that's a good place to yeah, chill. It's, and work it's on almost your, like a little like a family room. Yeah. It's like a living I can, room. I can go and chill on my like on Wednesday. I worked on my laptop there for like four hours because I like didn't have too much editing to do. But mm-hmm. I had like writing work and laptop work emails. Yeah. So I did all that just on the couch. But then we also have this room, right? The the Crypto.com podcast arena, of course, formerly known as um, where we can like, you know, sit at this table or like there's this computer in here and with with bigger speakers. And it just kind of gives you like more places to to work. So I like having a second area to relax in. And that's why, like, you know, for those who work from home, it's it probably not as much of a problem outside of like New York or L.A. But but in New York, I mean, shit. If you got roommates and you're trying to work from home, dude, you're probably just working in your bedroom all day. And that sucks. Yeah, and that's if not you good. don't, you might have a studio apartment. And if you're working at home in a studio apartment, then you're I got a friend, Jordan, who um, lived in L.A. for a bit and then moved to Denver. And in Denver, they uh, have uh, they worked from home for a long time during the pandemic. And I think at this point, it's kind of hybrid. But uh, they lived in a studio apartment and in that studio it was like you wake up because I went and visit it's like the bed is there the kitchen and the living room it's all kind of very similar so you wake up and you take like four steps and there's your office and you're yeah. in it and that's also your living room and your kitchen and it, your day stays me, stagnant and it, like there's not enough fuck. variety for you you know it's a mind fuck right that's part of the reason I like coming into the studio because it's like a I separate home and away or yeah, home absolutely. and, and uh, work, you know, but yeah, that's why I wrote a second area. That's, that's really the, the key. So I feel like, you know, just to recap mine are about a uh, climate controlled work area. So I need to be comfortable and just comfortable enough to walk away to a coffee shop. That's sure. a short walk. Uh, I don't want neighbors distracting me. <laughs> And uh, I want to be able to distract myself by going to a different work area. So my, <laughs> mine are mostly about like, I want to be comfortable and I want to not work. Yeah. You, you want to control your distractions and your environment. That's right. That's it. That's that's mostly my creature comforts. Those are my creature comforts. Sure. My four, uh, two of them were about technology. I need a good mouse and I need that second monitor. And then two were about the environment. I need natural light. And then I need an environment where one, I, you know, I can take that little break and talk to someone for a little bit mm-hmm. and two that those the people who I can talk to also have knowledge that can benefit me right and you know it's it's like a an open dialogue where yeah, yeah. we can all just talk to each other and it's not awkward um because yeah. like you know if everyone's in like an edit suite you know then you have to like walk up knock yeah, on the door awkward. Hey, can I pop in real quick yeah. Whatever, yeah um and then I, I had a couple uh yeah, let's go honorable mentions yeah my, you got? mine are quick uh one is a standing or a adjustable desk it's a good one I think it's super it's important really one. just like i don't even stand that often at the desk but it's nice to have the option and like just to 
be able to adjust the height depending yeah. on you know if I want to lean back or if I if I'm like one one thing I want to get for those standing desks. I've said this before. And I, still, I just need to go on like Wayfair or some shit and just order like a few of these. But uh, those little standing mats. Oh so yeah, when you stand. Yeah. It's comfortable. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and my second one. This is like th- the smallest little creature comfort. But I have uh, for my mouse pad and for my keyboard, I have like wrist supports, and yeah. that helps me a lot. Just because I've I've had not carpal tunnel, but cubital sin- <laughs> cubital tunnel syndrome in the past, and you were on IR for a little bit. I was, uh, dude. <laughs> I, I'm the only person I know who gets injured editing. Like That's I, fucking hilarious. God damn. <laughs> um, my two that I had as far as um, honorable mentions go. I wrote chair that has the thing where you can lean back because you know like some chairs like it's just a oh. dining chair like you can't like I like, like this one. Yeah like but this at least one. This yeah, one this is one comfortable. This one's surprising comfortable. Yeah it doesn't have the thing where you can lean back. Yeah. I like the thing where you can lean back because sometimes sometimes you want to just pop that shit into place so you don't lean back. Exactly. And then sometimes yeah. you're like damn I need to sit back and watch this cut. You can click it just lean all the way click back. Click it ticket. And then you're like, oh, I'm watching this cut and I'm like 45 degrees from the ground. Yeah, I, I think that's super important, too. Um, another thing, the last one for uh, honorable mentions. Sorry. And the reason it made honorable mentions is because, you know, I don't really have this, but I think it would be cool is heavily customizable lighting. That would be so nice. Where like I wrote dimmers, shades, etc. We have it to some point where like we can turn half the lights on. We can, you know, there's lamps and stuff. To I some mean, extent, yesterday but. I just worked in the dark all day. Yeah, I've done that. Um, but I've done that. I do that on weekends usually if I'm hungover. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that would be a cool thing to be able to customize light. Hundred you know percent. Um, all right. Well, look, that was a great last minute uh, thing we came up with. I think we this show actually went from zero to hero. It, yeah, I really did. Like legitimately, I think 15 minutes before we started, we had nothing. Yeah. And, and now we, I think we had like an hour and 15 might minute be, episode. Might be one of the strongest episodes of the month so yeah, far. Yeah, I'd say so. One of the two strongest this <laughs> month, I'd say. Um, all right, let's get to everyone's segment that they know and love. The 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 favorite, the fan favorite is what we learned last week. What we learned last week. All right, Chris, you kick it off. Sure. So last week I learned who the very first Pokemon to be designed was. Oh, let me guess. Okay. Uh, the very first Pokemon to be designed. I'm going to say Magikarp. Nope. Damn. All right. Well, that was my guess. Uh, it was Rhydon. Oh, weird. Uh, however, I believe Diglett was the first planned Pokemon, but not the first design. <laughs> they one. didn't plan right on it; just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 did, I didn't understand the distinction, but you know, um, well, that's pretty good. My uh, my what I learned last week is basically there is this uh, person who's been popping up a lot on my TikTok. Um, his content is 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 there's a lot of it, and he's very consistent, which I like. Uh, his name is DK. Uh, it's his his handle is DKSF. So it's D E E K A Y and then S F like San Francisco. Um, and he posts a lot of stuff about where artificial intelligence is going. Um, he specifically talks a lot about startups and, and AI. But one thing that he posted was about uh, this new kind of thing that I think he's working on. It's uh, artificial intelligence that can basically from the from the demo he played it can output like uh, a cartoon more or less yes. based <clears throat> off of what you input so I, I, I'm trying to talk to him more to learn more about this but in the demo you know it seems like you just type in what the line is and kind of the script and it will generate the image uh, like that character or whatever and then I guess like 
it'll animate their mouth to move like that and you can also pick what kind of voice they have from like maybe a database of voices Mm -hmm. i assume um i'm assuming the way it works is like you pick a character design that's ai generated then it references that design over and over again every time it needs to show them it's it's very interesting though it's harnessing the power of artificial intelligence databases to like help create cartoons easily it's yeah so the idea is basically if you can write a script you can make a cartoon without the ability to animate yourself and i will say the cartoons look bad like they don't look good. yeah they they look perfect for tiktok this is like i mean i feel like these would would actually like they would work like even on youtube and they would work as like a proof of concept or whatever but i think that the the strength in cartoons doesn't necessarily lie in the animation style always it's about the script you yeah know, it has to be good yeah because there's a ton of sh- like fuck even south park like the first south park's like people didn't like like it because it was animated well it was unique certainly yeah but, but it, it but it was about it was very comedy. rudimentary it was about the fucking script yeah, of course of saying? course same with like the first simpsons those shit oh, sucked God, those and they were- weren't even funny <laughs> <laughs> but that's the one where he was like where they were like, I don't know, the, the, he was like, let's get a frosty chocolate milkshake or whatever. You know what, what I mean? the, the Tracy Ullman ones? Yeah, I think they were like the really early yeah. ones. Aren't even right I mean, for for me, the first episode of The Simpsons is the, the Christmas special where they get uh, Santa's little helper. Um. Yeah, you know what? The family was together on Christmas doing the thing, and it wasn't even funny. <laughs> and now there's t- t- still doing stuff, and now it's back to not, not being really funny. being that funny. <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, okay, well, let's wrap this thing up. Where can sure. people find everything? Uh, we're at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com. Find us on TikTok and Instagram at Shishkin Productions as well. And, of course, we have the sizzle real cold line Brr. that is Colin Colin do it Colin Colin like Kaepernick Colin Colin like Colin Powell oh yeah Colin Powell is that a guy Colin like Colin Hanks Colin like Colin Hanks Colin like Colin Kaepernick hmm. Colin like Chris is acting sick oh because he's been coughing I have been that coughing. shit is I don't know. I don't have another line for it. But Chris, yeah, don't come in on Monday if you're coughing, dude. This okay. is it's ridiculous. I mean, I only came in today to record the Sizzle Reel. <laughs> okay, well, shout out Sizzle Reel. All right. Um. Well, I hope you felt good putting your health on the line for the 20 listeners. 100%. Um. Everyone, thank you for listening. And uh, I'll leave you with these words from Chris, and then we will wrap it up. Chris? Uh, see you guys later. Productions Podcast.